Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 88. But she had the last laugh as her friends got the pox or the clap, and Essie remained in the peak of health. She was a year shy of her 20th birthday when fate dealt her an ill blow. She sat at the crossed Forks Inn off Fleet Street in Belliard when she saw a young man enter and seat himself near the fireplace, fresh down from the university. Oh ho, a pigeon ripe for the plucking, thinks Essie to herself, and she sits next to him and tells him what a fine young man he is, and with one hand she begins to stroke his knee, while the other hand more carefully goes in search of his pocket watch. And then he looked her full in the face, and her heart leapt and sank as eyes the dangerous blue of the summer sky before a storm gazed back into hers, and Master Bartholomew said her name. She was taken to Newgate and charged with returning from transportation. Found guilty, Essie shocked no one by pleading her belly, although the town matrons who assessed such claims, which were usually spurious, were surprised when they were forced to agree that Essie was indeed with child, although who the father was Essie declined to say. Her sentence of death was once more commuted to transportation, this time for life. She rode out this time on the Sea Maiden. There were two hundred transportees on that ship, packed into the hold like so many fat hogs on their way to market. Fluxes and fevers ran rampant. There was scarcely a room to sit, let alone to lie down. A woman died in childbirth in the back of the hold, and the people being pushed in too tightly to pass her body forward, she and the infant were forced out of a small porthole in the back, directly into the choppy gray sea. Essie was eight months gone, and it was a wonder she kept the baby, but keep it she did. In her life ever after, she would have nightmares of her time in that hold, and she would wake up screaming with the taste and the stench of the place in her throat. The sea maiden landed at Norfolk, Virginia, and Essie's indenture was bought by a small planter, a tobacco farmer named John Richardson, for his wife had died of the childbirth fever a week after giving birth to his daughter, and he had need of a wet nurse and a maid of all work upon his small holding. So Essie's baby boy, whom she called Anthony after, she said her... And that's our page. The name Anthony will come up again in uh, about a week or so, maybe two. I only noticed it now that I was flipping back here to do some reading. But to start the page, Essie counts her lack of disease as a stroke of good luck provided by the Pixies. She doesn't suffer from pox, a.k.a. syphilis, or the clap, which is, of course, gonorrhea unlike her friends who laugh at her supposedly bumpkin sort of traditions. Cannot find a reference to the Cross Forks Inn, which seems a little odd because Neil has a penchant for for digging into London history to find the names of places. He based a character, actually, didn't really base it, just kind of lifted entirely a character out of London Labor and the London Poor uh, in Sandman issue 13, Men of Good Fortune. Lushing Lou makes a brief appearance somewhere closer to the end, and The Dreaming, the Sandman podcast hosted by Joe Fulgham and Sasha Smolders, dug up that this is a real, legitimate person. And the the character that shows up in Sandman is pretty close to the historical version of her. So it could be a reference, and Google Books just doesn't have a scan of the volume yet, but I don't think so. I think it's just a cross forks in is just, you know, crossroad. It's where you would meet to get drunk because you've got a place to stop. Fleet Street may also be familiar if you've seen the stage or screen production of Sweeney Todd. There was supposed to be a Sweeney Todd comic book written by Neil Gaiman and illustrated by Michael Zuli, but the publisher who was going to put it out collapsed in on itself, and only a preview issue and then I think a single issue were ever released in the magazine Taboo. Taboo is 
was it Steve? I think Steve Bissett's magazine published in Northampton, Northampton, Massachusetts, not England. Northampton, Massachusetts, uh, the college town slash one of the finest towns ever to visit if you have the chance. It was also where uh, Alan Moore's mostly good comic series Lost Girls was published and semi-related to the moment we're talking about from hell were also first collected but i digress essie meets with a former beau and sometime lover previous father of her stillborn child and taken to newgate newgate was a prison in use from 1188 until 1902 it was built off of a roman wall that dates back to probably the it seems like the second maybe third century where there was a gate in it and so newgate Instead of being transported for seven years, however, Essie is transported for life, this time on the Sea Maiden, which is a much less comfortable journey than the Neptune was. The Sea Maiden could also be a reference to a Scottish fairy tale of the same name, first collected by John Francis Campbell in Popular Tales of the West Highlands somewhere around 1860. If you do remember, we were talking about piskies and black dogs, seal women, etc., 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 This story has giants. I don't know what else, other things. I mean, it it was a good enough read. It's all out there for free on the internet. But I don't know that it really connects back into the story at all here, except for having the same name as the ship. So I guess I'm kind of just wasting my own time here. At the end of the page, Essie begins her servitude to a farmer named John Richardson and gives birth to a baby boy she names Anthony. I thought it was a bit of an odd name for the 1700s, but... Anthony, Anthony, it's it's not entirely out of place. Uh, we're not dealing with Shadow, but Mr. Ibis notes Essie's nightmares. It's not terribly shocking that she would develop some sort of post-traumatic stress disorder after being packed into a ship like Sardines as she is here. The portion about the woman and the baby being pushed out the porthole is especially gruesome, and especially because Essie herself is pregnant when it happens here. and. It doesn't really make note if the baby died or not after the childbirth. And I don't know that I would often say this, but I hope the baby died. And on that happy note, you can get in touch with us at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.